like you're not professional athletes but crikey you could pitch yourself against them in those types of environments without a shadow of a doubt so i think you kind of sort of get yourself to that level you don't kind of realize that you have we stand together united as one forward on we go facing friend and foe we will know what it is we have not time for that if we make mistakes we are lost Welcome to the Alleycast. It's been a long time since I've said that. <laughs> so the Alleycast took a bit of a hiatus um, during 2022. Uh, had an awful lot going on. I think, you know, uh, talking to a few people over the past couple of months, I think 2022 was when uh, a lot of people took a step back from their training and, and from, you know, things that they they done and you know as we went into 2022 we were still unsure whether we were going to be locked down again or whether there's going to be some sort of resurgence of covid but i think now you know we are looking at a brighter future um and well depending on whether you watch the news or not which i don't anymore um so it's time to get back on track it's i'm getting my training back on track um and the podcast is coming at you large and loud so i've got some great guests lined up over the next few weeks i've got a really intense couple of weeks uh, recording these episodes so we can get them out to you also a slight change to the format in that i am going to be introducing the alleycast rv episodes um so they are going to be uh, myself and my co-host um, and we're going to be discussing events we're going to be discussing mindset uh, tv programs books and um, anything to do with our community uh, and really uh, re- really going to town on that um, i've been looking for somebody for a while who could act as a co-host because it's something that i have envisaged doing since day one with the Alleycast and I was looking for somebody who was as passionate and geeky about podcasts as I am and that gentleman is Ian Paul. He's been a guest on the podcast a a couple of times now. Uh, We've had some great chats um, about different aspects and yeah so we we both share this passion for podcasts and we've both uh, you know, are really looking forward to sitting down and chewing the fat and keeping you company during your training or your drives to work or, or whatever and really ensuring that we can get some really great content out to you. So we had a, um, an initial chat about that the other day and we're going to be recording the first Alicast RV episode in the next couple of weeks. So look out for those. Um, I, I re- honestly, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to do that as well and about the guests. And today... Um, our first guest on the relaunch could only be one person. So back in 2019, when I first launched the Alleycast, um, my first guest was a gentleman called Carl Rushing. And if you know Carl, um, you know about the Black Sheep and you know about the legacy that he created in the memory of his, his brother Lloyd, who was sadly killed in Afghanistan. Um, and I encourage you to go back to episode one and have a listen to that. And you know, we really sort of touch on on Lloydy and we touch on the challenge, which really kicked off the, the the Black Sheep legacy. After that, 
which was the 100 Peaks Challenge. It is a great episode, so go back and listen to that. We do recap a little bit of it on this episode, but I didn't want to go in too much um, because we were talking about where we are now and and the future of the Black Sheep events, which are also looking to get relaunched this year. So, without further ado, let's get straight into my chat with the one and only Mr. Carl Rundle. Right. Okay. So, uh, welcome back, Carl Russian. It's um, it was back in 2019 um, yeah. when I had the um, idea to uh, start up the the Alleycast, and the first person I contacted was yourself. Um, so it, it just makes sense for the uh, for the relaunch, if you like, to uh, get you back on and see, see where we are now. So, um, how are you doing? You all right? I'm all right, buddy. Um, it's a bit of an honour, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you, again, especially <laughs> given obviously the humble beginnings, and uh, yeah, I mean, what, be chatting again. When, when I look back at the, the 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 stats, I think yours is one of the the, the episodes that's that's been listened to the most, if not the most, really. Um, and it, you know, it's the one that people always sort of come back to and go, "Yeah, I had the." That's uh, me. That is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> constantly logging <laughs> on and listening. <laughs> Brilliant. So, I mean, if people want to sort of know the story, the full story, where the black sheep come from, that certainly go back to episode one and have a listen there. But do you want to just give us sort of just a quick sort of two or three minute sort of, um, you know, uh, just recap on on how the black sheep started and obviously the, the legacy that you created there? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, it was really born about um, kind of trying to carry that momentum out of what we achieved on the 100 Peaks Challenge. Um, I think I touched on it when obviously when we spoke originally and again I think it's common knowledge to most but again I think what came out of the 100 Peaks Challenge more than actually completing it itself was sort of the sheer level of pride I got in the amount of people it seemed to touch Mm. you know the the amount of people that wanted to be involved in the challenge initially that wanted to kind of be involved in what we were doing in terms of the training um, it was it was very clear that it was really it was it was talking to people in a way that I didn't anticipate. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. As much as people were looking at it and thinking, you know what, these guys are are doing it. Maybe I can do it too. And I think again, I think when we kind of completed the hundred peaks, you know, there was that period of about eighteen months where I kind of just was in that massive post-challenge come down and yeah. I'm thinking what yeah. we do and I think the thing I kept going back to in terms of where the black sheep started was actually how incredible that following was that was really born from what we were doing on the 100 peaks challenge so again the premise of kind of yeah I mean I look back to where I was when we first started envisioning the challenge knowing I was was it quite a lot larger than I was by the time I completed mm, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that notion of being able to kind of set your own bar very much came from that. I mean, it wasn't just kind of talking the talk. I'd, I'd walk the walk. So I think being able to take everything that we sort of created from the Hundred Peaks into what became the Black Sheep was just for me the obvious legacy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously the black sheep has just continued to to gain momentum since. I mean, obviously COVID has had a little bit of a 
set back in terms of I think a lot of people I think but again I think now that we're kind of at the back of that I think it's fantastic we get the chance really to build again which um, I guess is probably not a bad not a bad place to be yeah with it and I, I think I think we'll sort of cover that in a bit because <clears throat> I think like I alluded to when I, when I messaged you I think there's a lot of us who've sort of taken a step back in the last sort of 12 months whether that was just fatigue from everything we were sort of doing before and you know we, we tried to achieve during COVID because there was, there was a lot of work going on in COVID as well to try and inspire people to get out there as well yeah. um, but, but I mean you know as regards to the 100 Peaks Challenge you know that was you know so we have covered this before but so just a quick recap that was all all in on the Lloydy wasn't it? Yeah yeah I mean it was uh, it <clears throat> Again, going back to kind of some of the challenges we undertook, the Paris 10 and the fan dance, and I, I, coming back to the fundraising, it was always about really what could I do to top that fundraising off and create sort of a what I would deem to be a real fitting tribute to Lloydie in terms of a challenge. Um, it was, again, always about trying to do something around the dates with yep. him because, <laughs> again, those dates for me are the hardest period of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, they still are even like, I mean, we're nearly 12 years in, you know, and I, I still find that time of year really tough. Yeah. So to be able to really kind of do a challenge like that and do something so incredibly positive during that period, I think has kind of um, enabled me to kind of move on in terms of the grief element of it. Yeah. Um, to a large degree. I mean, obviously, the grief stuff doesn't go away. You, you just learn how to deal with it better. But I think the fact that I was able to create a challenge that encompassed that time period and make it as challenging as it was. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes purely by accident, more than more than design. Mm. Um, but again, and to actually finish it in the way that we did felt really. Um, the perfect tribute to him as well and obviously we we managed to raise a fair chunk of cash um i think it's always a little bit disappointing you think with with these sort of events when you're trying to raise money for military charities actually yeah. they never quite yeah. get the sort of same level of support as some of the other mainstream charities um and i think actually that's always a little bit of a disappointment mm. but again it's still we did something extremely positive yeah. um, and we still did it in Lloydie's name and created a tribute to him, which I felt um, was about as fitting as it could be given, um, yeah, given what we were trying to do, yeah, yeah. Um, which was purely just trying to do something that was really at a base level, just um, sheer, Sheer guts, determination, and grit. I think. I mean, which is typical of those sort of challenges, isn't it? The sort of yeah, training that yeah. he would have done, the sort of events that we'd done previously, that yeah, just yeah. on a much, much bigger scale. Because um, again, when you do these events, we all know. I mean, where do you take it? Yeah. You know, you've yeah. done Paris Dan, you've done the fan dance, you've done marathons and all sorts, and Iron Men, and I think, well, where do you take it beyond that? Yeah. Um, and the only place you can take it is the extreme. Because um, otherwise everything else seems a little bit like you're just plodding along, doesn't it? So. <laughs> it does, mate. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, if people want to sort of hear a little, well, hear a lot more, I mean, we, t we talk quite in depth about the 100 Peaks Challenge in that first episode. So, I mean, born out of that then, I mean, just say pre-COVID then, it was, it was on the, 
on this sort of 12 to 18 months coming up to COVID, wasn't it, that the Black Sheep Marathons were, were, were sort of born as yeah. well. What, what, what was the first event? Was it the, the actual Black Black Sheep Marathon event, was it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was because um, the first year John Nicholson yes. um, put yeah. it on purely under his, his own steam for us because mm. I couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, it was a very humble beginning. I think, was it something like 10 or 12 guys turned up? Yeah. Um, and again, we, I know we joked about this last time, and I, it's obviously something I still laugh about now is that I never really saw the longevity of that event purely yeah. because of just how, dis- <laughs> how disgusting <laughs> it's, it potentially is if you're if you're trying to crack out the twenties. So, um, but again, it's just it's it, it surprised me no end because even when we got together just before Christmas, you know, it wasn't a big gathering, but yeah. there was snow on the ground. It was pretty treacherous conditions but you still got a hardy bunch yeah, yeah. rocking up and I think for us that just can, kind of confirmed it that actually there is still a lot of um, there's still a lot of um, goodwill in this project yeah. to make sure that we continue it mm. um, again it's the, the meaning of it the ethos of it hasn't changed um, I think obviously the way obviously the world has been the last few years has just meant that same there's been different um priorities yeah yeah but yeah. now that we can kind of focus on ourselves a little bit more again and things are a little bit back to normal um there's a real good opportunity to build us back up again um because i think it's important that we do oh definitely. i mean i think you know i think that year you know there's the black sheep marathon and then um, i i came to the half i think it was just before christmas um, and and the men's momentum really was sort of building up, wasn't it? And you know there was yeah. big plans for for for, yeah. for for more events the following year, and then obviously COVID yeah. come, and, and I think everything took a, a a completely different different turn. And I mean, what events? Um, did the staircase to heaven? Or what did well, that, that, I was going to say that is um, that is the original Black Sheep Marathon. Yeah, yeah. Because again, it's Jacob's Ladder, yeah. and obviously that's um, mm. really synonymous with with that so i mean that was the original tag that the yeah. the black sheep marathon right, okay. stairway to heaven yeah um but then see beauty and the beast it, yeah. really did start to take hold mm. um which is a fantastic event and again much like the the, the black sheep marathon you know it, it's it's an opportunity for people just to test themselves yeah now they don't have to do 20 reps it's as many reps mm. as you can get done mm. the same with the beauty mm. and the beast we were it's a 30 mile course the full course but at any point you can drop down and get yourself back yeah. to base camp mm. you know if you've had enough yeah because it isn't about trying to just kill people <laughs> it's just about obviously as we say you know setting that bar it's again and we want to add to it because we as you say we were we were really starting to take things off and thinking about different events i mean some that were more competitive trying mm. to kind of widen the net a little bit not kind of widen there in terms of attracting people into it that aren't necessarily um, interested in it for just purely competitive reasons. You know, mm. it was purely about bringing those like-minded souls that obviously are part of this group yeah. into a, a different space. You know, we were looking at Dog Eat Dog, which was going to be a, a fun event where we'd literally send people like, individuals in an opposite direction with the intention that they get back before the next guy right. or we get back before yeah. the guy they're running against and actually obviously it's just whittle it down until there's like 
one left. Mm. Um, and then the Alpha was, the Alpha I'm not really going to talk about because I'd still love to do the Alpha one day, but the Alpha would be about as disgusting as it gets. Um, <laughs> um, and then Barry, um, Barry Williams, uh, um, I, don't, I can't remember if you've bumped into Barry before. No, I don't think so. But he's um, in South Wales. Mm. And we've got a lovely event, or we had a lovely event planned, lined up, which I lovingly called the Big Shitter. Okay. Um, <laughs> because it is just one of those events that you just think, why am I doing this? Mm. Because again, a lot like the, the Black Sheep Marathon, it's a lot of repetition in terms of it's a loop. It's on not particularly pleasant terrain. Um on terrain that will just sack the legs but again it would be one of those events that we would be very much almost kind of pro or promoting the team ethos right um, yeah. again without giving too much away but it's still something that we are very very keen to do um because it could be a lot of fun um and again it kind of just takes that the black sheep marathon event up a little notch you know in terms of being able to to do something different um and i think that's kind of the beauty of probably those types of events you know they're at their base level they're just a proper test um there's no fanfare to it um it is just purely you against you against the hill or you against the yeah. terrain that's about as base as it gets really isn't it so, so what have you been up to then obviously through through covid i've seen you uh, obviously with your, your marathon series and, and and things like that what what events have you been doing yourself to try and keep yourself back in the game? Well, again, I probably feel like a little bit of a black sheep fraud, I'll be honest, buddy, at the minute. Because, again, I think with with COVID for me wasn't mm. great. No. Um, purely because it just knocked me out of my routine. Mm. I mean, really did. I mean, I, I used to have such incredibly ridiculous laser focus when it came to my routine and training. I mean, that's it. I'd get up at five get my training done, spend a bit of time with Charlie before I went to work, go to work, train at lunchtime, come home, throw some strength on it if I needed to, and that would be day on, day out. And then COVID hit, and it was like, I literally got promoted, I think, when we went into COVID as well. And all of a sudden, I'm in charge of a complete UK disciplined team. Mm. You know, so I'm in charge of the whole the whole shebang that I like that where previously I've been responsible just for my like my London office and all of a sudden I get the job where I'm responsible for the whole of the UK and it's like right okay my days have like turned into mm. like 12 14 hour days and of course I'm not making time for myself and um then you start thinking well I've got to do something so I did London again what was that 21 21 mm. I think the first the October that it was the first time it was a mass event again, yeah, 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 um, or mass supported. Um, at, well, actually, no, it was the first mass event, wasn't it? 21 October yeah, yeah, 21, yeah. and I literally did it with no training, um, which is never advisable, um, purely because again, I think after kind of when COVID hit as well, I think I was supposed to do New York in 2020, yeah. so that year I was supposed to do it in November, and I was in really good shape. Remember me in 2019, I, I ran some fantastic marathons. I'd done Tokyo and I we registered 320 at Tokyo, but I'd kind of just done it at Canter. I really ran it easy and mm. knocked a 320 in. Um, and then I ran London a few weeks later. And again, it was 
it wasn't great, but it was a 327. But, you know, there was plenty <laughs> left in the tank. Yeah, yeah. And then I did Chester later in the year. <clears throat> and again, 320, but at a canter and felt really, really mm. good. So my training was really starting. I was getting to that point where I was thinking, you know what, I want to get to the point where I'm, I'm close to breaking free. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I felt it was achievable. And literally over the course of 2020, in the build-up to like New York, my training just had gone fantastic. And I was really on on for a fantastic time at New York. And then when they announced, I think it got to August, there was always obviously the chance that it was going to get binned. But they didn't do it until late August. And at that point, when it was announced, I thought all that training block had like, for nothing mm. um and then i kind of thought well you know what i'm just going to take a bit of time off because i've just trained relentlessly for well, years yeah, yeah yeah years and years and years <clears throat> and that was the worst thing i did i had a couple of months off where i didn't really do a lot and then came when i went to come back i kept breaking down yeah yeah, yeah. the all the like the little tears that i had in tendons and mm. um all sorts were just because I had to end up going to have an MRI and all sorts just to find okay. what the problems were. Because yeah, yeah. every time I started running again, it'd break down. Yeah. And it was getting to the point of thinking, this just isn't right. Um, so I obviously went to um, uh, osteopath, a really good osteopath who does, like played about with things and said, well, your hips are fine. There's no arthritis in there. Movement's good not really worried about anything. So he obviously prescribed the MRI and then they found loads of, I mean, there was, I don't know how many tears, but there was tears all over the place. Tears in the glutes, tears in the hamstrings, mm. tears in various tendons. Um, so obviously it was just like, well, we'll rest because it's the only thing that's going to yeah. really heal it. Um, so obviously then it was months of not really doing a lot again. And obviously when I went to start a go again, it was yeah. like, no, it's still not happening. Mm. So and then it was cortisone injections in the groin to try and get the hips moving and so yeah it was just horrible. Yeah. So then it got around to New York and I thought you know what New York this year again I hadn't been able to do a lot. Ran New York with literally again I think 120 miles all year I'd run. Right. Whereas you think normally right. that would have been a two-week training block. Yeah. <laughs> I know, mate. Do you know what? And I, I, so it was only probably the past couple of months I've been looking around and I've been looking at sort of other people within our sort of world as well. And I think there are so many people, like I say, we, we went through that COVID and I think we all slowed down a bit because like, let's yeah. not push ourselves and let's not <clears throat> let, let's not get ill. And then, you know, uh, I think once we got through COVID, I think it was 20, 2021, my training got really, really good. And I, I, that was when I did yeah. the spine sprint myself and, 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 and did that. But I mean, you know, I think obviously you've had things going on as well. And I think in the last two years, I managed to change jobs, move house, go to a different area, get divorced, <laughs> all sorts of all sorts of crap going on. And I, yeah. it was, I, I, you know, I've done absolutely no training whatsoever, really, compared to, to what I used to. I and mean, when you look around, yeah. there's so many people who've sort of gone through that. And I could, I could yeah. see them coming towards the end of last year. And you know, getting sick of that as well, and thinking twenty twenty three has got to be the year where you know you yeah. get yourself back on track. Because I think when we came into, even when we came back into twenty twenty two, people were looking at it, and nobody was really convinced that lockdowns were over. Are they going to yeah. come back? But I think now we are getting to that point, aren't we? Where you know you definitely yeah. do see right, it's normality now, and it's time to get those one hundred and twenty yeah. mile training blocks yeah. in. We it's trying to get back into the good habits. Yeah. I mean, and this is what I kind of promised myself this year is that 
we can make all the excuses in the world, but mm. actually the only person that's accountable for that is you. Yeah. You know, I'm allowing life to take over mm. um, and using it as an excuse. Um, and I know at the end of the day, I'm my own worst critic. So, I, and that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it. I'm a big boy. I can take it on the chin. I've been there before. Um, I kind of, I was thinking about this earlier, kind of thinking like the analogy. I, I just remember the first day in the hills with um, on the 100 Peaks Challenge. I remember coming off the first little peak when we were doing the Nevis Range and dropping down and thinking like literally because I think I said this in, like when we spoke the first time, I didn't appreciate when you kind of do those type of ranges that actually every bit of elevation you gain, you lose before you get onto yeah, the next yeah, peak. Yeah. And I kind of liken, obviously, well, like the situation at the moment is being in that first valley on the uh, the first day in the hills and 100 peaks and looking at Scotty and going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and you've got this like mile and a half of climb, like literally in about a thousand meters of in, a, in like about a mile and a half, just yeah, on yeah. this real yeah. crap terrain and thinking, eh, it's nothing we haven't done before. So yeah. um, I think, again, it's, yeah, I think it's, I think it's just, I think sometimes we have to remember we need to be kind to ourselves. Yeah. I think <clears throat> for about a year or so, I was hard on myself because I purely couldn't just do what I, I'd done previously. Mm. You know, I didn't find it easy. Yeah. And I'm not finding training easy where I used to. I mean, I look back at my Strava and think, was that me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you think it I wasn't know, that long ago. <laughs> I know. And I, I, I think what I found as well, I'm, 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 again, what the sort of realizations have come to over the past year is because I've not done those events. I did, I did one real big event last year, which I didn't train for, and I knew, I, I knew for a fact I was going to fail on it, and and I did. <laughs> I did. I went went did the Snowden Sky Race, and it was just like it was horrible, absolutely horrible. And I had to just, as soon as I got to a point where I could duck out, I had to. But I think when once you do that and you start to confirm to yourself that you're not doing it, that's when your self belief starts to go as well, doesn't it? You think I, yeah. I, you can't, I can't do this. I, I, yeah. I, I'm out of practice, and it's like say when your routine goes, which only in the past sort of month or so I've got back into those five o'clock mornings again. Yeah, yeah, I think, and that, that's a massive obstacle. I think when your self belief starts to go, it, it is, and I think actually, I, I, I think we don't realise how much of an impact that has because I think we're again a lot of this group that kind of does the stuff that we do and at the level that all right you're not professional athletes but crikey mm. you could pitch yourself against them in yep. those types of environments without a shadow of a doubt so i think you kind of it, it that sort of getting yourself to that level you don't kind of realize that you have yeah. i think but when you kind of take that step back and things have obviously on top of you and you've ended up back you kind of realize how far you'd got yeah 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 and i think that's when you kind of sort of berate yourself a little bit to a degree especially in the early part mm. and i know it did with myself because i was so hard on myself and i, I remember kaz used to say to me look you've got to remember you're you're not the person you were a couple of years ago said, that's not an excuse for no. me <laughs> that's, <laughs> really, that's really not an excuse yeah. you know I mean, yes, I mean, I might be a bit older, but again, as far as I'm concerned, it shouldn't be an excuse. Yes, there might be things that I need to sort out, but there should be nothing stopping me getting to that level of fitness again. Um, whether that's just sheer blind doggedness 
stubbornness or what i don't know and maybe obviously it, <laughs> it might be to a detriment mm. but i think mm. now it's kind of think well look you can't let the excuses take over anymore no. it's you've got to get back into those good habits and i think and it doesn't take a lot we know it only takes the best part of a week to get those habits mm. back ingrained um so again like you i've been doing the same thing and just getting up at a stupid not a stupid o'clock, but just at a decent time mm. where I know I've given myself enough time to get up in the morning, mm. have a bit of a stretch, have a bit of a gentle um, jog, walk, solid walk, just getting out there, just so actually when I'm ready to go again properly, that actually the habit of getting up early and focusing on being able to get out the door yeah. is already yeah. back in the head. Yeah, um, And I think that's probably, I think if, I think from my point of view, and I don't know if it's attributable to everybody, but I think actually for me that that feels like a really solid way of approaching it. Yeah. Because actually, yeah. if you just try and just smash it out, get up at five o'clock, smash it out, and think you're going to be successful, mm. the likelihood is the next morning you're going to wake up and think I'm I'm done. I'm mm. not getting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the gentle approach. I think yeah, we're not getting any younger, and I I take that on board from when. Mrs. Russian says that, but the reality is, I think with the right approach, at least I know that I can get myself back to where I was, mm. or, or pretty damn close to it. And I think I've, I owe that to myself. Yeah, I owe it obviously to Charlie. I think because again, he doesn't want a, an old dad who can't yeah. do anything with him in ten years' time. So, um, and I think, well, I just owe it to this community as well. You know. I don't want to fade away and <laughs> to be obviously uh, someone they look back at and think, really. <laughs> what, are the, you know? what, what are the plans now then going forward for the for the black sheep community? Because I know there was obviously there was the black sheep marathons, like we say, doing that. Yeah. There is the, you know, I, I think me and you had sort of very brief conversations about the sort of black sheep running club and maybe sort of developing mm-hmm. that at some point as well. Which if, yeah. if if that's still a case, I'm I'm, I'm here for you if, if that's what you want to yeah. do. But but what are the plans that you know you're you're sort of looking at moving forward now? I think again we're we're going to kick the events off properly this year. Um, because I, I think again uh, with what we did um, towards the build up to Christmas and just putting on that little event just to kind of gauge interest I think it, it confirmed that actually that's what we want to do yeah. I think we're going to just get those events going again so we've got um, Beauty and the Beast short course ready for we're, we're planning on that being the 8th of April okay. at the moment so Easter weekend okay um, and then obviously we've got the Black Sheep Marathon was scheduled for the 17th, but obviously coincides with quite a big race going on <laughs> um, in the same location, which obviously is an ideal. So I think we're going to look to do that the week before on the 10th. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously it's still important. It's in and around Lloyd's anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the 17th obviously would have been ideal, but I think we might lose out on that one. So I'm not going to be over. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think you're going to beat that organisation. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> I mean, and, and to be fair, I mean, that's kind of, obviously, the Black Sheep Running Club is definitely something we want to grow. But again, it's, you know, we want the, the Black Sheep events to become something that is actually a mainstay. Yeah. I mean, we don't want it to be something, like you say, that um, all and sundry are just thinking, you know, I want to tick that off. Yeah. I mean, yes, maybe they do want to tick that off, and maybe that is the right type of person that we want to encourage. But I think what we want, the nice thing about black sheep events is it typically brings a fair amount of the same 
people. Mm. Um, but also by the same token, it's the, the people that kind of make it. You know, it's the atmosphere, the ethos and everything else that is out there on those events is just something special. And I think, I mean, it would be nice to see it grow, but obviously grow and retain the same ethos that even as a small event, it captures. Mm. Um, So there is definite, I mean, John and I have had those discussions about how big do we take it? Because again, it would be great to see it become an ongoing concern. Mm that actually does do more for the charitable side of things, you know, that it does raise more money for the military charities. It does continue to add to the pot that was always obviously a a major incentive to achieve. I mean, we're not far off the 100K. I think we're we're pretty damn close. I mean, that was always the original target, Mm. Um, which actually now it it feels quite modest. But actually, it's been quite difficult to get to that number. Um, and I never appreciated how difficult that would be. So again, I think what I would, again, like anything, like any target, once you hit it, you kind of want to keep pushing it. I mean, keep setting that bar, (laughs) obviously. Um, so again, I think we're going to give the, like, see how the first couple of events go. If they go well, which obviously we anticipate that they will, because I think they have, um, always done so in the past and in the past and especially in the build up to, before we obviously went into lockdown, they were they were going great guns. So, yeah, it's it's almost wait and see. But I think there is a plan mm. to continue to grow it, um, and actually not just kind of base it in Edale, but look for other parts of the country where members of the black sheep flock, as it were, almost kind of support putting on those events in in certain areas. Right. as well so right. we can actually take some of the events that we're doing and look at a different location for it you know and mm. i think that would be a great way to kind of pull other people into different areas because again as lovely as edale is uh, we might all get a little bit bored of it from time to time and it would be nice to do say dog eat dog or um the uh, beauty and the beast in other parts of other mm. parts of the country because there's some great places to go there and is, mate, yeah. test yourself so I mean that's the plan. Excellent, excellent. And I'm, I'm, what about plans for yourself? Obviously, so you've you know you, you're getting your fitness back on track. Have you got any sort of big yeah. sort of event fitness goals for yourself this year? Or is no, it no I think you? I think this year I'm just kind of playing it by ear. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to do the sensible thing and get myself back strong. Yeah. I think obviously if I've got the, once I've got the strength back and everything's working as as it should, then I'm going to kind of start thinking about what. That looks like in terms of events um because yeah there's still some unfinished business with things mm. i mean i probably um i mean the marathons will take a bit of a back seat because obviously the the big ones are done now that the, the six star is in the bag yeah i mean i will at some point i dare say want to revisit new york um to obviously bring that average time back down to where it should be um because again it's uh, the only major I've got on the board at the moment that doesn't have a free at the okay. start of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that irks me a bit. That, that, my OCD is going mental over that. So, um, but yeah, I think the plan is really, like for the first few months at least of this year and probably into the middle of the year, is, is get the strength back where it was. So I've got that base again to kick on from. 
and then I'll probably start thinking about events because if I do that too early and start putting pressure on myself, it will, you know, I know what will happen. I'll push it too hard and then it yeah. will be back to square, well, not back to square one again, but obviously it will just have that knock-on effect where you're kind of starting to doubt yourself that you can get yourself to where you need to be. I know really to get myself where I need to be, I've got to put in the, the base work first mm. um, and not mm. try and run before I can walk. Um, I mean, yeah. what what what's your training looking like at the minute then, as you as you come back into it? Because I know yeah. I know for me, I've just started. I, I've really only just now sort of formulated a training plan because I've I've put some big events on the calendar now, like say the spine sprint, and as soon yeah. as as soon as the challenge spine challenger opens up for next year, which is the sixth of February, if anybody's thinking of signing yes. up for next year's sprint, I was I saw <laughs> I that the email today. today. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll be there in the morning to, to try and get on the challenge then. And you know, I think my ultimate goal there is probably summer twenty four to to give the the whole thing a go uh, yeah. in the summer first. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, but what what uh, so so for me now with those events on the calendar, I've got some sort of impetus to do that, especially with the cost of the spine race because you're not going to spend yeah. all that money if you're uh, if you're not going to do it. But uh, you know, yeah. what are you doing at the moment? Then you're obviously getting up in the morning and getting out there. Yeah. I am just getting up in the morning. I'm just getting some miles in the legs. I mean, not big miles at the minute, because yeah. again, I think it's just if I try and push it too early, I know what I'm like. That's, yeah. that's the trouble. I've, I've almost my own worst enemy because I've got to hold myself back. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's up in the morning. Get some miles in the legs. There'll be plenty of strength training. I mean, it's not the right time because again, we've just we're packing at the moment, packing up the house because we're moving okay. next month. Okay. We're moving. Yeah, I know. So we're in the throes of that as well so the, the gym like the gym is a mess at the moment because obviously it's just full of like the garage is being emptied or the sheds being emptied and the garage is now filling up with all the stuff ready to move so kind of the uh the gym is uh overtaken at the minute yep. so it will be yep. just um anything i can do without weights really yep. <laughs> so there will be i was going to say at five o'clock in the morning is always a good time to do frog jumps because no one can see you yep. looking really <laughs> ridiculous um so yeah, I mean, it will be all that sort of lower body stuff, you know, the squats, the frog jumps, mm. bear crawls and all that sort of stuff, really getting that lower body strength in ready to kind of hit the legs with some proper miles again at some point in the near future. Because um, again, I think the trouble is when we're so used to doing miles and obviously it just becomes ingrained <clears throat> in your training, yeah, yeah. I think the strength training is always something that gets neglected. Definitely. And I know really that's where kind of the base troubles really yeah. stem from, is that I would sacrifice the strength work just to get more miles in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is great for running fast, but actually, ultimately, when you do want a bit of time and a bit of rest, obviously, that's when the problems hit. Mm. So again, and I think in terms of longevity, and if I want to keep doing these things, the strength has got to play yeah, totally. a bigger part than it it probably has done in the past. So. Um, I hate to say it, I'm just like literally. I, I sound so sensible. It sounds like I'm starting to heed my own advice. <laughs> I think this is the thing I've always thrown at everybody. I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah. What, what, yeah. What, what do you what do you say I should do? And I said, well, you, you've got to focus on strength work. Yeah. You want to get you want to keep a solid base, and you want to build on it, and you want to get fast. Then you've got to have strength work in there. And of course, I haven't heeded my own advice. No, for no, I don't know no, how many no. years. So I'm going to heed my own advice. I think yeah. for the first time yeah. in I don't know how long. Yeah, I think it, it, it's something I've started to focus on now because I'm coming up to the to the big five o next month as well. So I've started to sort yeah. of think now, right? Okay, I need to I need to sort of 
get get that strength in as well and and, and mobility as well because you know yeah. I think you know you start to look at going into old age don't you as well and you want to be sort of moving about can you still move about on the floor can yeah. you can you do can what you still you put your socks on exactly yeah it's just a simple simple <laughs> stuff like that isn't it brilliant mate look it, it's been yeah. uh, it's been great to catch up with you again um, and so you it's great to have you as the, the, the first guest again on the uh, on the on the relaunch um, and uh, I can't wait to uh, say I've just written down obviously the eighth of April for the for the Beauty and the Beast because that's going to be some um, that'll be sort of certainly great training with the things we've got planned so I'll I will be there on the eighth of April exactly. for that um, awesome. can't wait for it mate but yeah brilliant to catch up with you mate um, and I'd say if anybody wants to hear the full story say the the, the hundred peaks and, and and everything go back to episode one listen to that but uh, yeah. thanks mate big love to you cheers it's, buddy uh, amazing yeah. <laughs> alright cheers, cheers buddy great to see you so, mate. big love Talk. to you buddy excellent So there we go. Great to have a catch up with Carl there. Um, so excited that the Black Sheep events are coming, pa- are coming back. And yeah, the eighth of April, the Beauty and the Beast. I am really looking forward to that. I, I was as he was as he was telling me, I was getting re- I was getting so excited that I was just writing that down because uh, Beauty and the Beast looks like an amazing route. Um, and yet yeah, the short course will be excellent training for me for some of the events I've got planned uh, over the over the next sort of twelve to eighteen months or so. So like I said, um, more alley casts coming at you very, very soon. I want to keep you company on your training runs, on your drives to work, on your drives home. Look out for the Alleycast RV episodes. And if you've got a story, get in touch with me and we will certainly uh, yeah, we'll certainly have a chat and, and hopefully get you on the podcast as well. Um, you know, everybody has a story to tell and you know, even if you're you're somebody who's who's come from not running and you're now running 5Ks or you're tabbing 5Ks, you will be an inspiration to somebody else. And I'm really, really interested in hearing your story. And so is everybody else out there as well. So get in touch with me if you've got a story and let's get you on the Alley cast as well. So once again, thank you very much for all your support. Leave me a message. Uh, let me know how you enjoyed this episode on the Facebook page. And I look forward to speaking together, speaking, my tongue, speaking with you again very, very soon. And remember, always a little further. We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what that is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost.